Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> okay. Hello, everybody. I know you're expecting Fear No Evil, but Amazon Prime, after today, decided to be interesting, which means it won't work. I said, fuck it, and ordered the See No Evil Blu-ray, and we'll do that when it gets here. And we looked through the stuff, so we decided to get one of the best and connect it to the Friday the 13th series we had of the 80s slashers and one of those that usually when it comes to obscure slashers, people's like, I haven't seen that. And then it immediately gets recommended to them, and that is Rosemary's Killer, <laughs> a.k.a. The Prowler. Oh, and say hello, Fred. Hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> hey, Steve. <laughs> We're flying yeah, blind tonight, so this we... was... <laughs> Go ahead. We're flying blind tonight because of your your um, viewing uh, situation, so I'm going to be watching a movie without pre-seeing it for a long time, so bear with me. <laughs> okay. Are you on the very, very, very first thing? Just get it there and pause. No studio credits or anything because there was no studio release this. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that really quick, so play... And pause. There we go. Okay, I got a black screen. Uh, this movie, well, we'll get there. But, yeah, we're right at the very, very first scene. And you can get this on Shudder. You can get this on Tubi. And there's, it's on quite a few. Uh, anything that has a, any Blue Underground titles usually have this. So here we go. How about five. Uh, Amazon Prime? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, Sorry, I'm being a smartass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. Anyway, five, sorry, go. Yeah. Four, four, three, two, one, go. Yes, this is real <laughs> uh, newsreel footage that Zito used to set up the time frame at the first of this. This movie was originally put out by AFCO Embassy. But you can get the rights to AFCO Embassy pictures, but if you show the AFCO Embassy uh, logo before those pictures, AFCO Embassy will sue the holy shit out of you. Because they never owned any of the films. All of their films were pickups, and this was too. Does the Queen Mary, does that have any relationship to um, Rosemary's Killer? Mary? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh, no, but that was the original title of this movie, Rosemary's Killer. This is, uh, Queen Mary was the, one of the first ships to bring back the boys from over the seas once the Euro- European campaign is over, and this is where it's at. Depends on the print you see, you'll see this, or the movie will in- open with this right here. March 12, 1944, I don't know how to tell you this. I really don't want to hurt you. Oh, Dear, Do- dear John letter. Okay. Yeah, the Dear John Can't letter. This was part of the trailer like with Sleepaway Camp, but they realized that they didn't clarify what the hell was going on until about 90 minutes, 40, close to the end of the damn movie. So they put this here. Makes sense. 
Yeah, this movie had like three beginnings. One, the Queen Mary beginning, you just seen this. And once you get past this, uh, actual thing that explains the title. <clears throat> is that the uh, graduation dance or whatever? Now, how many times have all of us guys and the girls like, oh, don't worry, we'll still be friends. Oh, I <laughs> love that, how that rose turned blood red. Friend zone. <laughs> yeah, Avalon Bay, June 28th, 1945. Can't you tell this was supposed to be the opening scene, too? We've already gotten three openings here, folks. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Uh, all these 80s slasher films pretty much start the same. It's always either yeah. in the past, like like My Bloody Valentine, in the past, and then it goes to the modern times. You know, Sleepaway Camp, like you just mentioned, happened in the past, then the modern time, Friday 13th, happens in the past, start, then, then the story picks up in modern times. This seemed yeah. to be a running theme with a lot of the slashers from the 80s. Yeah. This was where they got the cars is, you've heard of the Los Angeles Car Club, haven't you? Yep. Yeah, they got the Los Angeles car clubs to let them use the club's cars for that scene. And they had to get, Frank Zito went to make this authentic. He got authentic uniforms, authentic cars. You rarely seen this level of details in the early 80s slasher. They would just put the date and just hope to God you didn't notice they had the modern hairdos and all that. Yeah. You know what else? Other movie did a, a good job of that was humongous. It had that opening in the old, uh, like, 40s. Same thing. Yeah, except that the rest of humongous sucked. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 hey. Well, I'll fight you on that one. That's one of my favorites. But it had one of the greatest titles ever and greatest trailers. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> humongous. Yeah, and the big eyeball and the peephole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what this this came out in what, eighty one. Yeah, see this yeah. was the height of the slasher films. Yeah, people really forget how quick and how hard they fell. They fell slasher booms really went in and out within maybe two or three years. It was like eighty to eighty three was the major glut. With eighty one yeah. and eighty two being the biggest years because <clears throat> you got a lot of movies cashing in with uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, I mean it all started with Carpenter's Halloween. That was like the first modern slasher film, and then it was yeah. like right after that, Friday the Thirteenth really pushed it out there. Everyone saw that, and then everybody copied Friday the Thirteenth, just like crazy. Yeah. And whenever people talk about the heyday of the horror film from the '80s, when they talk about the memories of the '80s slasher films. You know, like you said, it was like a three-year period is when most of the ones that we mostly remember came out. And then everything after that was a regurgitation of what came before. And does this look like this movie was shot for 10 cents, which it was. This is a very low-budget movie. <laughs> you never know it watching it. Like, it looks like yeah, a big Frank studio Yeah, Frank Vito film. was one of the best. One of the meanest, too, because he had just coming off uh uh, doing a, uh, okay, let's not bullshit. He did a porno before this. Very <laughs> rough one, too. The Violation of Claudia. Yeah. 
But then, yeah, I remember that. What I call the Cornell School of Filmmaking. Where else would you get? Where else would a young guy who hasn't had no experience get a chance to say, "Hey, I want to shoot a film." Okay, be here Saturday. Have it done in two days. What? Yeah. Where's the script? Fuck the script. Here's what you do. They're fucking. They're not. Here's the basic plot. Run. Yeah. Exactly. Well, a lot of people, I mean, today we view porno from Pornhub, where it's just segments. You don't really get any film value or the guy stands there with a digital camera. All right, say two lines and then fuck. Back in the 70s and the early 80s, they actually wrote full fucking scripts and had crews work on these fucking things. Anyone that ever watched Boogie Nights would know that they actually put thought into their pornos back then. So if you made porno films, you weren't laughed at. You weren't like, oh, you make porno films? You were seen as, oh, really, which ones? Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, I really like that, you know? It wasn't like, to, like, like back in the 70s especially, like, it wasn't uncommon for people to walk into a porno theater to watch a movie because it was the cool thing to do. It's not like, you know, today yeah. it's like, ah, oh, you just watch people fuck. No, you actually got, like, some good stories. And, and one of the best of the porno horror films is The Devil and Miss Jones. Like, you watch that thing, there's nothing really erotic about it. It's a horror film. Seriously. It's a, yeah. de- it's a satanic panic flick. <laughs> or my favorite, oh. Hardcore, which is a literal porno uh, horror films where there's actual blood and decapitations and satanic sacrifices in between yeah, sets. And, and uh, we had him on the show, and Carter Stevens did Punk Rock. The only film to have... They really have punk rock music before it was big. And the only movie to ever shoot in Max's Kansas City. Mm. There you go. Yeah, because you know back then they would not let no one shoot in Max's. Yeah. Yeah, you had him on your show? Oh, here we go. Carter? Yeah. Shit, I missed that one. You got to you got to send me the link to that one. I got to I got to hear that one. Yeah, we've had Carter Stevens on the show, uh, Long Jean Silver, uh, and talk dirty to me. Now, who did DOA? Wasn't that the guy from High Times who made the original punk rock movie? Yeah, not the, the punk High rock Time. movie. Show. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, because he also did DOA, and a lot of the footage you see of the Sex Pistols and shit came from his unreleased film, which he could have sued the shit out of people, but he never did, I don't think. And then, no, his, and then finally, um, nice some guy. company put out DOA, and it's a great film if you people could track it down. Yeah, we asked him about it, and he said, fuck it, I stole from people, too. Oh, and here was the main <laughs> reason go. this movie was... Look, this has got some of the nastiest kills. And it was never released rated. So we got this uncut. Yeah. Pitchfork right and through the back, right through a couple. remember who was put on the posters as the star of this film? Mm, no. <laughs> Tom Savini. Oh, he's in this? This is back in the weird period about 80. Yeah. Well, all through the 80s, if you had Tom Savini in your film, he was the fucking star. Yeah, I mean, that that's what it was. Um, Like, from Dawn of the Dead, Martin, he was he became a household name to all horror geeks. 
Friday the Tom 13th. Savini was like worship. Yeah. Once you yeah, once he did Friday the thirteenth, that was it. His career was set. Yeah. Ma- he was the gore. I mean, he, was the, he did a the, lot. The the Maniac, the Burning. Uh... Maniac Burning. Like I said, Dawn of the Dead. He was known yeah. working with Romero. Yeah, the other day. Um, yeah. What but else? He did this is the so that people think. Yeah, no, because we he wanted to get known for his pictures. Yeah. Besides Nightmare, but. Then he spent years saying he didn't work on it, but then they had pictures of him on the set working with the effects, and he said, okay, I was there. Yeah, well, when's Ripper done? That was 85, wasn't it? That horrible thing where he's in the last two minutes of the movie? Yeah, he's in the last two (laughs) minutes of the movie. That's fucking it. (laughs) (laughs) And they put him in the star. Like, like you can watch that film and wait till the last... And just fast forward right to the end where he comes out yeah. and he's like, yep, I'm Jack the Ripper. How you doing? <laughs> and here is the problem with a lot of the 80s slashers. If you wanted to find out who the killer is when they tried to make it the mystery, you always look for the highest build, highest build, well, most well-known actor in the movie, Farley Granger right there, yep. who didn't have much to do. And if they didn't have much to do, well, then you knew they were the killer. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if anybody's watching this for the first time, like pretty much I am because I haven't seen this in so long, I'll have to admit I only bought this film because, like you said, Tom Savini. And I knew of Tom Savini's um, splatter work because of uh, his old Fangoria movie that uh, that came out, Screen Greats, Volume 1 where it would just showcased all his effects. And that's how I knew the title of the film. Oh, The Prowler. Savini did that. I better get that movie. Watched it once. Watched the gore effects. And I kind of shelved it after that. Because I'm like, all right, I've seen billions of slasher films. They're all pretty much the same. But he's got Tom Savini effects. So it's worth having just for Tom Savini effects. And, and so I'm kind of watching this. The deluxe version of Friday the 13th Part 4. And they yeah. mentioned that because of his work on this movie, because of how good this movie was and how much money he made, Joseph Zito got the rights to do Friday the 13th, Part 4. The final chapter. Which a lot of fans can count as one of the best of the best of the series. Yeah. Even though it has uh, that little shit in it. <laughs> oh, crazy-ass motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But yeah, we didn't. Go, people like, oh, you like slasher films, but we didn't go into slasher films wanting high art. We went in there because we know what we're gonna get: tits, blood, and tits, tits, blood, tits, and more tits. Like, let's yeah, just face tits, it, that's blood, what they were. And, you know, just tits and blood. We know what was going yeah. to be in there. That's what we wanted. And if they had yep. a good mystery or good acting in it, holy fuck, that's a bonus. Yeah, seriously. Like, Well, and Savini put it best when he talked about these films. He said the effects, when, when the kill happens, that's the cum shot. That, that's like yeah. the porno equivalent in horror films is the splatter effect. It's the cum shot. When that yeah. pitchfork went through that couple, through that guy's back and came out, through that guy's back and came out her back, 
which was repeated in another film, part four, <laughs> I mean part um, the two, with the spear, and it was also done in the other uh, Italian, the um, Italian film. Anyway, I'm I'm going off a yeah. tangent here. Um, that's well, the cum uh, shot. That's Tom the, so was in a porno p- film for uh, Bill Lustig, who did Maniac, uh, and uh, he he's like, "How we gonna tell the movie's good?" He's like, "Wait, what time is it? It's about ten fifteen. Okay." <laughs> He opened his ear, and then it showed the lead actress getting naked for the first time, and then, ah, oh, the whole audience <laughs> did that, and he went, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. And Tom Savini didn't get it till the last little bit of Friday the 13th, when he was standing outside there nervous, then he heard the whole audience when the jump scare happened, just, ah! Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at these people. They're so 80s. It's like, it's totally that Yeah, this is real though. 80s, not the fake 80s you see in these 80s throwback movies. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at them shorts. They look like every commercial from back then. And the, the store shorts, is great, like the all the products. Jackets. Yeah. And this is one of the first crazy Ralphs. Yeah, um, that's what I was about to say. Just, yeah, well, did this come before or after Friday? Because um, Friday 13th, yeah, this is after. So Friday 13th was, was film 79, came out, out in 80, and this is 81. So while yeah. Friday 13th was being filmed, then this had to pick up right up. All right. I'm well, trying to get yeah, my timeline I mean, straight Yeah, this here. movie was shot very quick. Remember, he did come from adult films. He knew how to bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Yeah, give me give me a script in two hours and we got a film. <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of these slashers were. They were like, okay, give me a script. It was basically place. Yeah. Gore, you know. Okay, what do you want to do? We're gonna book, we're gonna do a college slasher. Okay, boom, 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 boom. Okay, done. Get the script. We're gonna do a slasher. Okay, boom, 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 yeah. boom. That's why there were so few locations in slasher films is that the tropes were set up and they knew how to write for them. Yeah. And it's funny, you bring up, like, um, college films. So there's graduation date or is your favorite prom night. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was that whole run that's of school. That's not a high school slasher. film. Yeah, high school, college films. Yeah, that's um, – what's yeah. the other one? Um Oh, the foreign one. Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, pieces. pieces. I love pieces. Yeah, pieces you got to do that one. Uh, Terror Train. <laughs> Terror Train, yeah. All the yeah. all the school slasher films, you know? Those, yeah, the there big, was a big one on were those school, summer camp, and the babysitter films. Yeah. And the school ones made sense because it's like, all right, we want young, nubile women to take their tops off. And they got to get killed because they're really stupid. School. We got to get high school kids or college kids. They're young, dumb, and well, horny. <laughs> how are we going to get a bunch of girls naked to fill out the boob content? We'll have a shower scene. Yeah. Okay, cool. Exactly. The only one that actually stepped away from that whole trope was um, uh, my bloody Valentine. Yeah, so that's that the one only kind of that was the blue collar. That's a good one because it stands that's my, out that, so much. I'm, 
we have to do that one because that is my favorite slasher film. I mean, my favorite slasher character is Jason, but my favorite yeah. slasher film will always be my bloody Valentine. So when we do that one, oh, here we go. Show us to the neighbor. Yes. He could have been a slasher alone. I mean, uh, just the stories of Lawrence Tierney and I've got <laughs> from this show and yeah. from all over. <laughs> Yeah, if anybody doesn't know oh, who that is, he's from Reservoir Dogs. That the person putting on that army outfit is the same person who played Jason's mother on Friday the Thirteenth. Really? That's um, no way. Yeah, that's Tasso. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, I was about to say because um, Betsy Palmer's hairy hands. I was pop, pop, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I never knew that, see? Yeah. She looks like a, an Amy Steele for Friday the 13th. Yeah. That's the reason why a lot of this stuff was done. It's like, oh, God, this is cool. Let's film a scene because we're here. Yeah. And that's exactly. another thing about modern slashers that really don't make them slashers. They're so stolid. They don't have that sense where you can just watch a scene like oh yeah, they're killing someone because they were just going around and like, holy shit, that place is cool. Let's kill someone here. Yeah. Yeah, they would write a lot of the scenes after they found a location. They'd be like, hey, you got to see this really cool location. It's an abandoned warehouse. Oh, fuck. We got a scene written. <laughs> yeah. It's like my bloody valley. Grab the camera. Get the crew. Yeah. It wasn't even supposed they had to take the... place in the mine until they found a mine that would let them shoot in it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they they were trying to look for um because they – well, we'll get to that when we do that film. Let's focus on this one. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like um an Amy, Z, a, Amy Steele protege, this girl. She really yeah. – she, she just reminds me of Amy Steele, li- which is one of my – I love the lighting in this film. I mean, look at the lights right there. You know. Yeah, this definitely wasn't done by a hack. <laughs> Typical drunk. Uh, he's drinking. They got to die. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't until later in the 80s when Reagan's America really kicked in that they really did that. But, yeah. It really yeah. was. No, the young, dumb teens. <laughs> yeah. The real reason why is if you're drunk or if you're fucking, you're not focused on the moment. That's why the yeah. joke started. But then they started to see Reagan's America is like, oh, yes, we like this. If you drink or fornicate, you're going to get killed because those are bad. Yeah. Oh, and well, it's like nice um, Jason goes. Here's some of the nicest boobs in slasher yeah. history. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. but these are nice, you know, just. As that commercial said, so firm, so good, so tightly packed. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, this is this is before the PC culture and Reaganomics took over, the Reagan mentality, where you could watch a woman take a shower and it wasn't so taboo. You know what really cracks me up? The feminists nowadays that make the slashers like, yeah, we're making our film feminist, not like those misogynistic slashers of the 80s. I can't think yeah, of no, back then. slashers from the 80s that didn't have the fucking woman as a hero. Yeah. 
And did you notice that if you look at their lips, they edit out a lot of swearing in this movie? No, I didn't. I didn't notice that. Because, yeah, like I said, I haven't said, seen oh, this shit, in so when he long. Yeah, opened the door, but they edited that out. <laughs> so tits are okay, but saying oh shit is bad. <laughs> yeah. And him just standing there gawking at her in his tuxedo <laughs> or his suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch this along with those people. This is one of the nastier <laughs> kills in slasher history. I mean, there's just so many beautiful details to just make it just brutal as fuck. Yeah. And, in and back then, they took them serious. It wasn't throwaway. They, they didn't paint it that ugly fucking shade of green. <laughs> I mean, hey, I like that shade of I green. This. Okay, just there you go. Crunch, and then. Oh. That's not the nasty bit. Even though it is. Yeah, I know, I know. It. Still watching. She dancing around. Yeah, just. Uh, that. Yeah. His eyes turn fucking white. That's just. Yeah. He's pulling on the brain with the fucking uh, bayonet. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, see, I knew that was Savini standing behind him. And he used the old trick of the um, cutaway, chick, 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 the bayonet cutting sections going down into a head. And then they used a fake head for the bayonet to go through the chin. Great yeah, and a collapsible like, bayonet. Was, yeah, and Savini was a genius for that. Yeah, I would. This is why he got I, so much. Oh, I, I still call him less of an FX guy, more of a magician. Yeah. Well, that's why his like um, this, makeup books are called Grand Illusions. With the blood tubes in the prongs. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. You don't get effects like this today. Like that. They, now it would just be CG. There was no such thing as CG back then. They had to invent this shit. Well, it ain't the CG <laughs> that would look bad. It's the fact that they wouldn't try to make it look realistic. Yeah. Like lifting the body up with the prongs and stuff, you know. Yeah, no, they would want to make it The more the actor you see, the more you believe it. Yeah. Today they just go for the cartoon. (laughs) That was was the big thing, you know. Yeah. How many films took place on a prom? Prom night, uh. Jesus, there was a lot of them. Oh, wasn't well, on student bodies? Uh, <laughs> stay, yeah, they're like, how can you get a bunch of teens together and relaxed in one place? Prom yeah. is the easiest without even thinking, you know. Yeah. Or a girl's sleepover, like um, sleep uh, slumber party massacre. Yeah, the feminist slasher where they cut his pee-pee off metaphorically yeah. at the end of the movie. Yeah, no, I mean, it exactly is. I mean, the whole movie is a rape allegory. He's killing women with a giant dr- drill, which is supposed to be his dick. Yeah, but then he skull fucks this guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And then he gets his, his wee-wee chopped off. And, yeah. And then, and then he gets penetrated, which is a reversal rape. That's why it's a feminist horror film. 
In case you're wondering, that wasn't in the script. This motherfucker was just that naturally clumsy. That's what Zito said. <laughs> <laughs> well, head Bobby Littor. Oh, there you go, spiking the punch. Yeah, and he supposedly had that fucking bottle of Everclear stuffed in his pants. <laughs> That's one huge wang. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the balls on that guy? <laughs> what, before the booth is? No. His balls were that big. <laughs> yeah, the guy's literally carrying around a bottle of Everclear that's the size of a gallon of milk. Yeah. What's funny oh, your typical is this, 70s most band. flashers, you wouldn't see cursing in it like they cut out here. Now, if you want to see cursing in a slasher, you'd have to get the uncut version of Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> oh, you mean every other line? Fuck you, you fuckers. Yeah, you goddamn motherfucking cocksuckers. I'll fucking kill every one of you fucking cocksuckers. Why am I in trouble? And that's the 12-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the 12-year-olds of the film. <laughs> Real 12-year-olds. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I love lying. that movie. Oh, shit. They some clutchy motherfuckers in this movie. That's God is my witness. If I have to kill, I'll just stand there with a knife out. Because I know some dumb son of a bitch is going to strip and slam my knife. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I don't even have to stalk anyone. I'll just stand here with my knife out. Let them fall into it. Like what, the third person to trip in this film? Yeah. Well, one guy tripped twice. And she's mad. Another way so, to now get that's that Rosemary. spirit walking. And in case you're wondering, Zito was—if you can easily tell a Chuck Zito slasher, because he was the—he wasn't the dirt—he wasn't the perverted one. He was the mean-spirited one. Because everyone who dies in a Zito film dies in a fucking mean way. Yeah. Yeah. As I'm watching this now, and the, the effects I remember—they're pretty horrific. Like in part four, film? he stabs the guy through the he uh, has the guy stabbed through the hand. The one girl thrown out the window and lands on her neck. Yeah. <laughs> Where was this filmed at? Uh, I forget. It's a beautiful it house. A, yeah, it was an old school. Because I'm watching, so I'm like, this is like production value galore right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't notice the blood all over the place. Oh, because she doesn't want to look at her naked. You know, if this was filmed now, she'd go in there, hey, do you need me to wash your pussy? And we'd be like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, This is like the first time he's seen this in so long. I wish I could have previewed this before we did this, but... Because of the circumstances. Yeah. And this Prime is the only time they used the Rose gimmick in the fucking movie. Yeah. It was supposed <laughs> to be at every killer, Rosemary's Killer. You got to admit, Rosemary's Killer is a gen- is one of the more generic titles. Yeah. But then, yeah, the power did, makes but it then most slasher movies had generic titles, Prom Night. Graduation day, X-ray, pledge night. Student body. 
No, that was actually a witty title. I'm talking just the, yeah, know. you know, like legend. <laughs> I'm, I'm goofing. I'm goofing. Because yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I just wish someone would find a completely uncut print of it, god damn it, with the gag at the first of it. Oh, of um, Student Bodies? Yeah. What was that first gag? Was it the cum coming well, out of the phone? No, it, remember, there's, I told you, there's that black cup between uh, there, and then it cuts to the, like a nasty black cut. No. Well, originally the producer walked out of the house going, Hi, I'm the producer of the film, and seeing the movies like oh, yeah, Friday yeah, the yeah. 13th and Halloween made a lot of money being R-rated, and we don't have any tits, ass, sex in this movie, we figured, how can we get this movie up to the proper rating? Fuck! He goes... Now back to the movie. <laughs> yeah, he, no, actually, I do remember. He goes, he goes to give this film an R rating, I just, the producers want me to tell you, fuck you. <laughs> and then it just says R yeah. across the screen. <laughs> I saw my, yeah. my Blu-ray, actually. Yeah, that's in no, my Blu-ray. No, that's a different cut of the scene. I'm talking the original one with the producer that took his name off the film after watching it. Because he was so embarrassed of it. And he actually had a scene in the movie which he cut out. (laughs) That's great. He cut it out of the movie because he he didn't want to be associated. That's that's happened in other films, too, where people are so embarrassed. Um, That's actually, Galen Ross did that with um, uh, Madman. She was so embarrassed to be into that. Galen Ross, is an interesting personality to be nice. I've heard yeah. a lot of stories about how she's not right. Yeah, no, I heard the same thing. I mean, God bless her because uh, George Romero loved her. They were friends. But, yeah, no, I heard she did. Um, Oh, here he is. Come here, bitch. Yeah. Come <laughs> In the wheelchair. Bitch. God damn it, I'm going to fucking turn you. Come here, you bitch. Is he in? Is he got makeup on to make him look older? No, I, uh, I think so. Yeah, because I mean, he's a, isn't that the guy from uh, Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, that's Lawrence Tierney. Yeah, why does he look like a hundred? Why does he look a hundred and ten in this? <laughs> he always looked like a hundred and fucking ten. <laughs> 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 You've heard the story of Lawrence Tierney on uh, Seinfeld. Where he is supposed to come back in rear corn war role as Elaine's grandfather, but he stole a knife on the set and was flashing it to everybody, so they got so creeped out they wouldn't want it, didn't bring him back. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and he nearly killed it, Quentin Tarantino on the set of Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured he'd be friends with Zito then, yeah. Hey, be in my movie, you fucker. All right, you fucking piece of shit. I'll be in your fucking movie. Yeah, I'll be in your fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Galen Ross, she did Madman, and she was so embarrassed about being in that. She's like, I don't want my name on it. Even though it's clearly Galen Ross, and she does a nude scene, and fucks a guy in a half and um, a hot tub named Joey Fish, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, I've been back too. Uh, hey, what you last night? I fucked Joey Fish. Oh my god! Yeah. Is he a mobster? 
Well, he was. He worked the uh, New York docks, uh, the fish market. That's why he called himself Joey Fish. Hey, it's Joey Fish, man. Ah, you got it's fucking Joey Fish. fish. <laughs> no, that's another movie we got to do with Madman. We have to do that. Yeah. We got so many films we got to do. We'll uh, never run out of films. This show 80 centric and slasher centric, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, too many movies. Deputy Sheriff. I'm trying to look for... See, that. I want those boots. I'm looking at the Prowler's boots, and I'm like... I'm sitting there looking at his fashion like, hmm, I could sport that. Yeah, that's some <laughs> nice stuff. You used to be able to get that stuff in uh, Army surplus Army Navy stores. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is a this is a slasher that never got the props he deserved. Like, you don't see... Um, NECA uh, action figures of this guy, you know? Well, you or, don't um, see many slasher films talk about this, but they talk about boring-ass prom night where... Yeah, well, that's because Jamie Lee Curtis is in that one. Yeah. Or Happy that's Birthday the only reason. to Me. This one, I think if Savini didn't do the effects, probably would have disappeared. Which is a shame because it is a it is a decent slasher flick. Yeah, it's not the best of the non Friday uh, slashers. That one we're going to have to do, and that will be the one and only sleepaway camp. Oh, I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> yeah, the that's my that number made two. It's... Million people go. She's got a what at the end of the movie. <laughs> If you haven't seen that film, see it now because we're going to be giving spoilers away like crazy on that yeah. one when we do it. And I'll try to out, and I'll try to out curse that little boy in the movie. I doubt I'll be able to do it. Yeah, no, seriously, like a twelve-year-old, you know, fucking every other word out of his mouth is cocksucker, fuck you, fucker, motherfucker, <laughs> shit. Yeah, cocksucker, motherfucker. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Two minutes into the film, it's, uh, he's he's in the film. It's like fuck you, which I'm proud to say. He's from my hometown in Maplewood, where I'm sitting right now. That actor. So I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to remember this film. Damn it, <laughs> it's been so long. But yeah. Yeah. I love um, the This guy film. may be one of the most useless sheriffs in slasher history. I don't think he does a goddamn yeah. thing in this movie. No, he doesn't. Like, like so far, he's walked over, tripped, saw a person on the ground, picked it up, went to the apartment where the dead body is. Oh, the door's locked. Let's let's leave. Uh, okay, but there's a body in there. No, nah, nah, no need to investigate. See, I'm looking at these homes. I'm like, where the fuck was this made? Jesus, it I'm gonna go rob these houses. Oh, all right, so yeah, that's where I gotta go and rob. Okay. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah, it was one of those summer villages, uh, like in a sleepaway camp, one of those upstate summer villages that they repurposed into a college. Yeah. Yeah, one of those places that you and I would get stopped by the cops walking down the street. Yeah. I mean, I just. <laughs> The amount of production Gorgeous. value they get from places like that. Imagine them trying just to go film at places like that for a movie nowadays. People who own a house would be one to mill. You're like, yeah, I'll let you film there, but you got to pay us money. And then they would 
Yeah, well, wasn't that the problem with um, Spielberg with Jaws? Like, because they filmed it in a rich area, they all wanted super amount of money. Yeah, because the movie took so long, they started honking horns. Yeah, during production. Yeah, you can get this. Like, like now, try to think now what independent film actually gets a lot of um, production value without CG. Like every time you watch a yeah. a film now, it's like they just they just CG the background now. You know, you watch like Zombie Uprising, which I got for a dollar at a store. Got ha- I bought it only because Danny Trejo's in it, and then I got like halfway through it, like what the fuck is this shit? Why is he in this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, if I mean, you've read Lloyd Kaufman's books, right? Yeah, um, make your own damn movie. Where he talks about how he misses the day where you could go and just find a house and if no one's around you, break in and shoot in it and get out real fucking quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nowadays, yeah, you'd have cool to get permits. And the, you'd have to get... He told me this one movie where he got a permit from... Uh, he had to get a permit from the housing association, a permit from the person who owned the house... A permit from uh, the security guard. Yeah. You gotta get state permission. Then you gotta write the president, so he can bless you for it. Yeah, it's all, it's all fucked up now to make an independent slasher film, which brings well, me up. Um, film, period. Ha- yeah, have you seen Never Hike Alone yet? No, I keep hearing great things about it. That is one of the films where they found a location and gave them. Hollywood movie production value. I'm telling you, you got to see that one. Never Hike Alone, yeah, which is the greatest up, fucking... You skills, you know. Yeah, well the, well, the people that made Never Hike Alone had mad fucking skills, and they made a great flasher film. And they so, didn't try to make it look like a bad 80s film. No, they made it, yeah, they made it look as professional as they could. With I mean, what look little at this right money here. They How have. beautiful does this cut print look? Yeah, it looks great. And that is one of the coolest flashers. I wish there was an action figure eight. on that one. You get, I mean, how many of these 80s guys, if someone come up to him and said, I loved how you made your movie look like shit on purpose, would yeah, knock no. the shit out of them for saying something that's stupid? Yeah, no, nah, back then they tried to make them look great. It's not like now where it's like, oh, I want my movie to look like an Edward film, you know? Hell, even if you get a good remastered version of playing Knife from Outer Space, that movie looks good. Yeah. <laughs> well, he tried. He just didn't have any talent <laughs> or money. He had great ideas. I mean, what a horrific yeah. idea. The aliens coming from space to raise our dead to attack us. So they don't have yeah. to do shit. That's a great fucking plot. Thank you, Ed Wood. But he just didn't have what it took <laughs> to make that. Yeah, this house, uh, Zito says that they uh, just found it. And that, uh, it, the, that it was shut up. And the person who owned it was just there and said, Oh, you can shoot your movie there. You might have to dust yeah. it a little Everything is there, and just everything that you see was just there. Yeah, no, and that's that's the difference between, like you said, the, the modern films today. Try to make them look shitty. 
back then, they were like, hmm, what'll make our film look really expensive for no money? Yeah, they didn't want to make their movie look like a 10 cent motherfucking movie because then all they would get is 10 cent motherfucking movies. <laughs> if you yeah. make your movie look like you shot it for five bucks, they would pay you five bucks for it. Yeah. Well, Herschel Gordon Lewis knew he didn't have money for sets and shit, so he threw as much tits in and blooded as he could. <laughs> but well, he still gave for the last you something. Two thousand maniacs, where Kiss Me St. Florida just gave him the entire town, said, "Okay, just use the entire town." Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, use our town. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even guy, you know, if they had the money and they had the availability, they would make you a great looking film. Because really, Friday yeah. 13th Part 4 is one of the most gorgeous of the whole series. Yeah, it is. It, is. it was shot very well. I mean, just the opening <laughs> shot of them craning down on uh, Jason Voorhees' body, you know, was beautifully shot. It's like they actually put production value into it. They've had the barn from the yeah. from Part 3. And they fucking crane shot down and made it look like a trillion dollar film. Yeah. Do you remember so that you film the commentary where he Zito talked about fighting with John Cunningham Yeah, where uh Zito fought with uh what's his name? Uh Cunningham over the crane shot. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we oh, have to have a crane shot? Because I want a fucking crane shot. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it'll be cool. <laughs> you fucking ditwit. <laughs> yeah. And then they seen it in dailies, and they're like, wow, you made it look good. And he looked at him and said, no yeah. fucking shit. Yeah, so to you independents out there, don't try to make a shitty film. Try to take a shitty film and make it look good. Make it the best film that you fucking can. Yeah. And actually use a script. That's my only... Don't just take all the cliches and throw it in a blender and say, here's a movie. Because we've already yeah, got no, 30 million that's... shitty slashers and shitty zombie films and shitty whatever. Exactly. Which is why... um. Joker was such a great film because did, he didn't try to make a comic book movie. He tried to make a fucking great film, and that's it, period. I mean, and another thing which you don't see much anymore, thank God, you would see all these dumbasses making nobody a horror film, and they were like, hey, our sheriff's name is Raimi and Deputy Romero. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> Mayor Craven. Wink, wink. Do you get what we're talking about? Yes, everybody's doing yeah. fucking films. Shut the fuck up. Sit down. You know? <laughs> I'm trying to think of some guilty ones of that, too. Uh, who did that? God damn it. Where it's like Sheriff Rainey. Uh, <laughs> Craven. Uh, uh, Nightcrawlers. The the yeah. Stephen King one with the cat demons. Yeah. I, I'm sure to, I got to look online for those, but yeah, I, I remember seeing those cringing, where it's like, "Hey, Officer Raimi," I'm like, "Oh, really, really?" Yeah, there was a time <laughs> when it was there? cool to know who Sam Raimi is, but now everyone knows who fucking Sam Raimi is. Everyone knows who yeah. fucking George yeah. Romero is. Everyone knows yeah. the movie no, yeah. fucking Judd. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, when I was 12 Not years old, I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. No. I love it. They show what happens to to the guy that drunk his ass off in the first part of the film. Oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> And you notice we're not complaining about the length between the kills because the kills are that fucking good. Yeah. You see, there's this one well, plus thing I'm just getting off on the uh, I'm getting off on the uh, late seventies, early eighties fashion and band. I mean, you know, every one of those guys do cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> they all have the sunglasses, yeah, and the, the mustaches, and the and the red noses. <laughs> oh, coke feet. And you know he wanted to have that smoky uh, bathroom for looks. <clears throat> but yeah. the producers wouldn't let him have one person smoke in there. Oh. He's like, why the fuck is there smoking that in? Because they smoke. Then why the fuck can't we show smoking cigarettes? Because we don't want that in our movie. This, yeah. Producers fuck everything up. That's usually the number one horror story when with independence. If someone gives money, then you want to demand everything you put in the film. Oh, and can you put my retarded fucking cousin in here, too? He can't act, but shit. Don't you look good? We'll definitely get into that once we talk about Tino Evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and weirdly, My Bloody Valentine was pretty much hands-off. The only thing yeah, no, they had on there is have it done by Valentine's Day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 that's why the movie's so fucking great. It's like there's no producer involvement. It was all the artists. They they were just told, Here you go, here's your money. Here here's a fucking abandoned mine. You can use it. The town don't care. And yeah. we'll leave you alone. And they turned out a great fucking film. Yeah. Okay, here's an unused uh, summer getaway place. We'll let you film all you want. And yeah. just don't fuck it up too bad. Yeah. Oh, this was a typical like, uh, trope of the 80s. Like Tom Savini has said that he thought that George Romero was bullshitting him once he said, oh, we got the Monroeville Mall. Yeah. Yeah, that was a game changer. When when the uh, owners of the mall said, yeah, you can shoot here. What? Really? <laughs> and that really was a one-of-a-time thing, too. I mean, think about it. How many other movies do you fucking know that yeah. you're able to say, oh, they let us just fuck around there in the mall for eight hours after night as long as we were out before the morning crowd come in and put everything back in shape? Yeah, exactly. I wish to be I mean, filmed with- some of them. Having to wash up, wash the floors of all the motorcycle marks on the floor. <laughs> oh yeah, they said they skid marked the whole fucking place riding around too. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and they were going nuts. Bill said he had to invent. He used the same camera that Jacques Cousteau did to film this scene. This scene, really? Yeah. Can you think of anyone else would have an underwater camera to where he could have the camera in the fucking pool? True, true. Well, I mean, um, they invented uh, one for a Jaws where they could put the uh, camera underwater. Yeah. You know, as I'm watching this, you know what's making me think of? What? For some odd reason, this whole prom scene, Rock and Roll High School. I could just picture the yeah. Ramones up there fucking jamming. I mean, think. Oh, there we go. The last year, it was like, okay, I'm going to film a 
a kill in the pool. I need an underwater camera. <laughs> and ain't for the cum shot either. <laughs> well, it is, but still. Well, I'm saying, you know, pornos when they do the underwater sex scenes. <laughs> Don't yeah. get cum on my camera. <laughs> Al? Oh, that's great. And, and this scene is always cut. And what yeah. they cut that's is even... that's a stunt woman. But Tasso got her good in the face with that fucking boot. Yeah, I was about to so say, even in today's standards. That, that's, um, that, that's hardcore, even for today's standards. Like a boot kick to the fucking face on a woman trying to get out of a pool. And it, they didn't hold back either. Like, that was a kick. That was a toe kick. Not like a push you with the heel of my shoe type of kick. Yeah, she's an actual stunt combat. woman. You know. Yeah. Here we go. And and here's where he used to cut out, uh, you know, ooh. Yeah. See, now that shot right there with the light underwater, what, most independent filmmakers wouldn't take the time to get that fucking second unit cut there because it's so beautifully lit, you know? Yeah. And with the blood running over it. And that's a tip that that Savini invented the uh, way to make it look like a real blade going through skin, which he actually just took it and machined down the edge, well, which is what he did for Maniac. Movie. You can get a magic knife like that all the time in magic catalog. That's an old yeah. gag. Yeah, but I mean, he used to actually cut away the blades and and then use then look at that the blood coming right out of the wound underwater. Yeah. There's your cum shot. And there's the typical geek in every school film. <laughs> and it said it took them four fucking ever to be able to clean that pool again. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. You ain't going to just pour yeah. a, you know, <laughs> cleaner than that. So is that a sheriff trying to get a high school girl? No, he's the deputy. That Remember one? the sheriff, Farley Granger, the biggest, one of the bigger stars, yeah. went fishing at the first two minutes of the film. Yeah. Fishing it's one of those films, where it's yeah. like a big mystery who the killer is, but you just got, you know, like the murder she Well, wrote. no, I'm just, I'm looking at that 40-year-old deputy hitting on the uh, 16-year-old high school girl. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing about 80 slashers that they never really bothered is that they never did get the age right. These guys are supposed to be 19 or 20, but they don't fucking look it. They look 30. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, here you go. She's right She's right next to that uh, amp. Now, I was actually And how did he dry out that someone. fucking quick? I want to know this. <laughs> Uh, he ran really fast. So <laughs> here you go. When when you see women standing near a giant amplifier for a concert, you know why they're doing yeah. it, right? The same thing as yeah. the washing machine effect. They yeah. want to feel that vibration in their Netherlands, their, their no-no areas. Yeah, and I hate behind so. the mask rise the resolute burning, but it always has one of the greatest. It has one of the only one really great line. How did you get your clothes dry that quick? I had a change of clothes, you dumb bitch. 
<laughs> That's great. What movie is that from again? Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Oh, okay. You know the one that was a found footage slasher film with the yeah. killer and Paul, yeah. Yeah, during the the yeah the found footage craze. <sighs> yeah, That's so here's our four year old high school student. Jason, cool too, is that whenever he's out of water, he'd always look wet, nasty, damp, and grungy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he he spent most of the um shoot covered in KY jelly to keep him wet. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine <clears throat> having to clean that shit up. <laughs> that would be yeah. me. Who's going to clean that up? Fuck you! <laughs> Ooh, brutal. Bayonet right to the throat. So yeah, then you tell the story, he's you... like, he was uh, getting the machete ready for Donald's dead, so he called Dick Smith. How do you do that, make a machete like that? Cut a hole in it. No, really. Is yeah. there any other effect? No. Just cut a hole in it. You cut a hole in it and you film it in reverse so it looks like it's going in. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one like that, they, uh, if you look at the behind the scenes, they already had the knife cut. Just do, 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 do. Yeah. And that's that harder than you think. Yeah. No, it is. It's all... You got to give credit to the editor to take the effects because all they do is just shoot it. All right, shoot it. Okay, cut away. Let's put the next one in. Okay, shoot it. Cut away. And then the editor's got to sit there with all this footage and go, shit, I got to make this look like it's going in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, half the the filming comes from editing. Like, like they actually, um, oh, fuck, I was talking to an editor once. I forgot her name. I met her at a bookstore. And she said they actually had um, some footage that someone shot, and they let five different people edit it, and they literally got five different scenes. So editing can change an entire film, you know? So anyone out there that... In the 80s, we were that guy right there on the floor. Nowadays, we're the old man hiding behind the corner. (laughs) Watching them. (laughs) Yeah. Go for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, student body, Icky, Icky, I'm taking it out of my pants now. <laughs> I'm doing what my mommy told me not to do. <laughs> Who's that? Exposition. Oh. <laughs> but who is that? He came from nowhere. Was that the, uh, no, that's not the, the, the crazy Ralph of the time. He was the first of the film. He's there. He's the oh. second crazy Ralph. This movie actually has two crazy Ralph characters. You know, they got to <laughs> in a red herring. Yeah. Oh, maybe he's the killer. No, the other one's the killer. Yeah, that's one thing. I love Scream, the first one. But when they talk about, they made it a slasher and they made it a mystery. That's so unique. No, it's fucking no, it's not. not. It was unique <laughs> when you knew who the fucking killer was. 
Yeah. Even Wes Craven was like, no, this ain't original. I'm just going back to the roots. <laughs> I mean, really, Black Christmas didn't know who the killer was. Friday's 13th, yeah. original. Didn't know who the killer was. Yeah. What was the first one to do that? <sighs> that trope? I mean, mysteries in general. I could probably go back to the Rondo days or some shit. Yeah. Psycho. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. There you go, Psycho. But the problem is, is that it's hard to go back to these without knowing all of the cliches and everything that's come after it. That's the hardest yeah, that thing we going the... is oh, that the... We went into these without... Oh, you see that open grave over there? Yeah. No, do you see it, that open grave over there? No, no, I didn't. Well, there, it's there, and... Well, maybe they'll show it. Well, what happened was Zito was scouting this place with Tom Savini. And they were both mm-hmm. scouting on different sides of the graveyard. Well, what Zito didn't know is that Tom had snuck back to where they had put the dug-up grave and was hiding in it. Oh. And then Joseph Zito <laughs> walked by that grave. Ah, ah, you goddamn motherfucking cocksucking son of a bitch. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, I see it now. It's right there. I see it. The open grave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Savini played his practical Z, joke on him. Uh, Savini and Zito both said that for, that Zito was cursing for about five to ten minutes after that. <laughs> That's you a great story. What the fuck did you do that to me? You know. <laughs> just imagine you're walking by there dark and all of a sudden a hand just jumps up and grabs you outside of it. Yeah, well, there's a lot of great stories about Savini on the set. Like, they talk about how he's also the the ladies' man. Like, every time there was women on the set, they'd, they'd like, get all girlish around him and, you know, flirty and shit, oh, and he'd God, flirt yeah. right back. There's a reason why his first uh, marriage didn't work. Oh, really? Because he was such a, you know... <laughs> did he cheat man. on her? Is that what happened? <laughs> oh, oh many sucks. times. I accidentally, jo- I oh, jokingly okay. said that to him once. I was walking by there, and he was talking to a girl. Oh. And uh, I looked at him, and he said, If I had big tits, you'd be nice to me, wouldn't you? And he just looked and went, Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's great. Well, I, have a, I've, I remember on one of my many meetings with Saviti, I actually had yeah. um, the work print of his Night of Living Dead. And it was a bootleg, because yeah. this was before, you know, you couldn't get it anywhere. And I always preferred his um, work print, because it had his temp music in it, and it has all the gore. If anybody ever wants to see, you know, the uncovered version of the Dead, look for the work print. There is a Blu-ray floating around out there that has the complete work print. I have it, but it's a professional bootleg of it that I actually got from someone that's associated with Savini. I'm not going to give the name, so don't ask for it. But um, I remember I had the um, work print on VHS, and I went to Savini. And Savini was always the coolest guy, no matter what. Like, I met him on several occasions. He's always joking around. He's always willing to talk to you. He got his bad reputation because one time 
I think he was tired or some shit, and someone was fucking with him, and he got pissed off and yelled at him. Oh, and from there on, everyone was like, "Oh, he's a dick." It depends on him. He's both nice, and he's both yeah. an asshole. Well, I, every time I met him, he was cool as shit, and I actually went to him with my bootleg of his movie, and he goes, "Oh, a bootleg of my film." And then he pulled out his marker and signed it, and I'm like, "Oh shit, thank you, dude." <laughs> <laughs> like he was like, all right, he's got a bootleg of my film. Here you go. And I told him it's the work print. And I told him that the reason I prefer the work print is I loved his temp music over the person's music that they that later ended up in the film. And he goes, yeah, I didn't like what they did either because it sounded like an organ having an asthma attack. Oh, and it's God, true. You watch yeah. Lady Dead Night uh, Even in '90, when the movie first came out, we knew that. Savini's version was uh, raped. Much better. Yeah, no, they raped his film. And the, We're and, not and anyone about knows Gore they, either. Yeah, no, they, 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 they ignored his script. Like he said during the bonfire scene, people were taking his scripts and throwing them into the bonfire because they didn't give a shit. You yeah. know, and they fucking, didn't, yeah, like you said, not only, ooh, wait, hold on, hold on, something interesting is happening. Oh, wow. That is some great makeup on the corpse. Yeah, and when he said that uh, he was trying to get a cameraman to move the camera one day on the set, and the cameraman said to him, he said, uh, unless Mr. Person who directed Midnight, maybe, tells me to move the camera, I'm not supposed to. They are in charge. You're not. Yeah, see, Savini didn't... I mean, and it's still a good film. Don't get me wrong. I like Night of Living Dead 90. I, I have... I Like I said, I have the D, the Blu-ray with um, Joe Bob Briggs talking about the film with... Um, it's got a whole list of features on it. It's a professional bootleg. And it's got the work print. And my problem with the 1990 um, film is... The main thing is I would change the score. Because literally, this is the score. It's your typical canon score. <laughs> I don't like the score at all, and score is very important to a film. Sorry. <laughs> it's a very anemic score, and even Savini admitted that. It was an anemic score. Yeah. And even though he filmed all the gore scenes, he I mean, both versions are good. You know, the zombies look excellent. They were done by Optic Nerve. They did an excellent job with the makeup effects. And the gore scenes that were cut out, meh. All right, it sucks, but, you know, you can still find them online. It's in the supplements of the DVD and Blu-ray. So it's not like they're gone forever. Like a lot of these films, they cut out segments, and they throw them in the trash, and you'll never see them again. That's how, right here is how... uh... Fred reacts when the bosses calls up. We need you to go over and check in someone on another area. That's exactly what he does. <laughs> yeah, I just sit there, pretend to put the phone down, slam something like I'm leaving, and then I'll come back five minutes later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I've always liked it. I mean, good God, how can you go wrong with movies, uh, uh, Tom Towles, Tony Todd, yeah. uh, Patricia Tallman, Patty Tallman. Yeah, Patricia Tallman. She was a, yeah, kick-ass Barbara. 
Yeah, no, it was a great flick. The only thing that I, that I missed was the uh, headshots, because if you watch the um, work print, they're bloody headshots. So they're really gory. How long does this go on? The guy's fucking around. Oh, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> how long? He just How many of those would get someone just fucking with them? <laughs> Who is this guy? That's a great actor. <laughs> he looks like a piece of shit. I know. I think Zito said they kept him in for so long because everyone was just cracking up how slow and methodical he was. And you can tell this is filmed uh, up north, close to Pittsburgh. You know why? Yeah. The hat? The Boston hat? <laughs> no, look at the beer. Oh, Rolling oh, okay. Rock! <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> this guy's like, oh man, if I was making a film, I'd put him in it. What a piece of shit this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> He's such an ass. Yeah. I can remember All right. yeah, about three years yeah. ago. Uh, my friend Josh had like a full case of Rolling Rock. It was a raspberry. <laughs> it was black raspberry flavored Rolling Rock beer. Oh God. <laughs> he was it good or bad? Give it away. You have this motherfucking like <laughs> friend of mine, Brian Harris, be like, "Damn, I wish I had a beer." I got a Rolling Rock Black Raspberry. No thanks, man. Damn it. <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't. No thanks, How bad does you a beer have again. to Damn, be? Damn, I wish I had a beer. Give it the fuck away. Jesus. Yeah, it's like piss water. <laughs> Let's face it, it's like piss water. Yeah. He does linger on the scenes. Yeah, Zito loves to linger. Well, if you notice, he does that a couple times in Friday 13th Part 4, too, like uh, when What's-His-Name is watching uh, aerobics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, we made fun of him. Like, yeah, he's going to come. Yeah, he's already jacked off twice on the length of this scene. And <laughs> <laughs> looks it, too. Yeah, that was uh, Axel. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's a great that's a great memorable character from Friday Thirteenth is Axel. Yeah, you definitely have to see Never Hike Alone. You you have to see that film. But yeah, that's the one thing about the eighties flashers that people really haven't got nowadays is just how fun there was they were it wasn't that they were great films. It's just you could rent one, get a pizza, go with your friends on VHS, make fun of the motherfucker, and not give a shit, no matter how bad it was. As a matter of fact, the yeah. worse it was on VHS, the more fun it was to watch. <laughs> and then you get the um, total um, surprise when you get a film and it's actually good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like this one actually is it. good. He could have cut down a little bit, but I'm glad he didn't cut down the shit with the fat guy, because that was just gold. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a good, what, five, five, six minutes just on the fat yeah. guy sitting in a chair with a pencil? <laughs> how much would to, you, you know, how much do you want to really do that with your boss when he calls us go over and check on so-and-so? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and you would have the same I'm venom going. and hate in your eyes, too. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's why I said, look at the guy like, what a dick. <laughs> okay, great. I'm going to have to rewatch this after we're done, <laughs> just, just so I can watch that scene again. <laughs> and where's the roads in this motherfucking movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, you could just tell they fucking just like, all right, now back up the Jeep, pull us back up, because this is the same exact shot and the same exact angle from the beginning of the film. <laughs> yeah. It's the same well, fucking this is shot. Well, you can tell, you know, they've used up all of the places. Like, they're back in that house again. Yeah. I mean, if you shoot it at different angles, it still looks great. Like, we didn't see that room. Yeah. And I've always hated in movies when you have motherfuckers carrying guns. And you can just tell by the way they're holding them that these motherfuckers does not know how to fucking use a gun. Yeah, nah. He's got his finger on the trigger, walking around with it. Honestly. Yeah, pretty, like not that. even on his shoulder. Like a he's just like, I didn't notice it as much till Don Coscarelli bitched about it on the Phantasm DVD about how the guy that played Mike, uh, Mike's brother, when he shot off the uh-huh. shotgun, he didn't uh, recoil it. <laughs> I have to rewatch that to see how that, see how that played out. That's the first one? First Phantasm? Yeah. All right. He did yeah, it look so at much. He, he said Coscarelli did it so much. And he was wasting so much film that he just said, "Fuck it." <laughs> oh man! Why would the fuck? Why in the name of fuck would you throw a bear, a bayonet like a throwing knife? I don't know. I mean, I have a bayonet in the next room. I should go try it. <laughs> I do. I have a World uh-huh. uh, 1941 bayonet. Yeah. Well, you've held them. You know they're not got the right balance to be thrown. Yeah. They're no. stabbers. No, they're fucking. Yeah. Yeah. No, you you're not gonna throw a bayonet and hit shit. <laughs> you yeah. might hit someone sideways Ooh. and knock them out because they're heavy. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I gotta close my windows. There's a riot on the street. And they don't know, and, and always in the slasher movies, the the killer always decides to turn every other fucking light out. Not yeah. all the lights, just every other fucking light. Yeah. <laughs> well, not in um, My Bloody Valentine, where he's literally pickaxing the fucking lights off. Yeah. Well, as we said, My Bloody Valentine's you. The, the unique rose that and uh, Sleepaway Camp are the unique rows of the slashers. Yeah, they're they're, like, they're, they're they stand the on their own, away from everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Someone someone prayed to the gods and had their prayers answered when they fucking made those. <laughs> <clears throat> Why is every light covered in that place? I, I forgot the plot of this film. Are they supposed to be like abandoned? house in the film? No, this is supposed to be the rich guy's house. They got Lawrence Tierney. It's just that they didn't okay. have Lawrence Tierney that much, and when they did have him, they wanted to get him off the set as quick as they fucking could. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Oh, here's a trope that... Like see, he now, was we're saying trope. Push him around in a wheelchair. Lawrence, you can walk. Yeah. Fuck you, my character's in a wheelchair. I'm not fucking moving from this fucking chair, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's even funnier if you can imagine it in Lawrence Tierney's voice. Yeah. That heavy, uh, deep voice of his. Yeah. Just picture the guy from uh, Reservoir Dogs, the old man, you know... Why do I have to be pink? Because you're a faggot. You know, just picture that. Oh, <laughs> you push me in the fucking wheelchair. <laughs> and I never understood this in slasher films. You know, why does the slasher just not kill anybody? You know, it's like you got a marriage room. That's one of the only things I liked about Play 13th Part 8 is that scene with Kate walking through the subway. And the motherfucker oh, yeah. just, like, just sticks his head out, so he just goes, boop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't pull oh, it. Oh, I didn't notice that. Don't pull it. <laughs> Don't pull it. We keep I told you not to pull it, like... bitch. Yeah. Those guys, I if, keep you, if you haven't seen a slasher in the audience, there wasn't one guy like that. You haven't really seen why a slasher was fun in the 80s. Oh, yeah, no, you had to see these in a the theater, you know. Yeah, all this, you this was the time when don't you, you fucking do that, don't you do that, Todd, yeah. damn. Don't pull it. <laughs> Get the fuck then, uh, out. Then, yeah, the body. I told you not to pull <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> Only in a slap. I got a rose for you. Fuck it. Here's a mm-hmm. knife. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, I'm not hey, I'm getting this walled in the Above film. you, there's a latch. Yeah. Rosemary's killer. That is a horrible thing for. Horrible title Like you said, it's generic, you know, it's kinda like, you know, like all the others where it's just like give me a give me an object. Oh, Rosemary's killer, there you go. That's a good shot with her in the foreground, him creeping in the shadows in the background. They put a lot of thought into her. Fucking shoot shots. Yeah. Run, bitch, probably, run! I mean, they probably, in these older films, they spent more time on the lighting than most of the modern filmmaker, independent filmmakers spend on the script. And remember, I told you what's going on. Remember, the house was shut down when they got permission to shoot yeah. in there. And they didn't fuck with anything that wasn't going to be prominent on screen. That's why you got lights with the fucking sheets on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. whole room with the furniture covered up, dirt, dust everywhere. I want to fork you, baby. NECA, if you're here listening to this, we need a figure of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll probably be thinking the same thing. 
man, do I want to take all the time to put all these motherfucking sheets off and then put them back, back the fuck yeah. on? <laughs> yeah, that's a big-ass house. They they remove everything. They're fucked. Yeah, because you I think of another do, film. Yeah, because most of these films, if you heard a lot of stories of no budget, you have crew that when the movie starts, they're enthusiastic as hell. Yes, we'll do everything for you. And after yeah. about a month or so, fuck you, we ain't doing shit. Why isn't this done yet? This isn't fun. Well, half the crew doesn't even show up again, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it happened with... They um, work a week and then say, fuck it, i It happened with um, Darkness. I remember uh, listening to uh, the director talk about that, uh, Leaf. He was saying, yeah, he got everyone. The actors showed up. Everyone showed up, and his crew didn't show up. So he's there by himself <laughs> trying to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> Running the camera, setting up the shots, doing the lighting. <laughs> because his crew just said, fuck it. Oh, come on now. This is directly right hey, part two of Friday 13. That's what the mouse is saying. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. That's the same thing for... <laughs> Hey, Isn't that the same thing for Friday 13 too? <laughs> Pickaxe and everything, Friday 13 Part 2. I mean, not Pickaxe, uh, whatever the fuck that thing is. The, the giant, um, I don't know what those farm implements is called, but. <laughs> Pitchfork. Pitchfork, there we go. God, can you tell him from a city? <laughs> Yeah, pitchfork. Yeah, you. Yeah, we use these pitchforks to comb our hair down here. <laughs> Why didn't he throw that like a triad? I would have. <laughs> right in her back. And look so how, how much old the light are... switches are. That old school push button ones. Yeah. Yeah, that's not even a switch. That's just like push, clink. There's one thing I'm glad that she doesn't do that they would do in most slasher films. Most slasher films, they would get something like the pitchfork, and they would just throw it the fuck down. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> the town crazy did it. Yeah, like I, said, I don't even remember the end of this thing. You're all doomed. This crazy <laughs> goes, let me get my shotgun. I'll take care of this shit. <laughs> Never count out the redneck <laughs> when there's a problem. Yeah. Well, They're armed. No. Of course, they're never really dead. Well, mom's had a guy that shot himself. You call that a shotgun? This is a shotgun. <laughs> Double barreled, too. You went all Mad Max on him. Yeah. So you got this shot with a shotgun. You got a. Your death right here. Yeah. Holy shit. Got a pitchfork in his back and he got shot with a shotgun. He's still going. 
Purdue Jason. They said it was a bench <laughs> shooting that scene because the pitchfork kept falling off. See, Farley it's Green. It's Scooby Doo moment. <laughs> the Scooby Doo moment. <laughs> and I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for you damn kids. <laughs> Here's one of the... Yes. Wow. Savini improved since Dawn of the Dead. That head looked really good exploding. Well, you remember the one they used in Dawn of the Dead was just one they had around. It was Galen Ross's head. Yeah. <laughs> and they stuffed through a bunch of shit from uh, <laughs> the, the uh, food table. <laughs> and condoms. Condoms filled with blood. <clears throat> and her boyfriend's dead, even though we didn't get to see him killed. Yeah, that that was um weird. Like I don't remember him dying. Like what happened there? They just showed him standing over with a pitchfork next to his neck. I forget why they didn't shoot his death. I think they were debating if they were going to let him live or not and didn't have time to shoot that shot. Oh, okay. This is one of the best stingers ever. Not as good as Friday the 13th, but this is a good one. And this was done because uh, Joseph Zito loved the makeup from earlier in the film that Savini did so much. He's like, God damn, this is good. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't remember this at all Like, like I said I'm, I'm just like Still enthralled on How great that Fucking head explosion was Oh god yeah Boo Yeah And I, like I said I remember the um, Screen greats With Savini Where they show him Setting that shot up But they didn't show The execution of it Yeah Uh-oh, what's going to happen? Oh, she finds the dead body. And they said she actually pissed her pants during this scene. And, and Vito Ooh, took that actor. as a sign of pride. Nice. This is actually a lot better than I remember it. Shit. Oh, the Prowler's one of the best. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Originally, she was supposed to open it and find that. Ain't it nice that she died and made sure to cover up her hoo-hoo? Yeah. But then, the calm music and that, you know, ah! (laughs) The white eyes. That's creepy as hell. He didn't know that he was supposed, you know. I mean, he just didn't look on her face. That was not acting. Yeah. Oh, she didn't know he was going to do that? No. That's great. Look at her face. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. God damn, bitch. Joseph Cito. Yeah, no, I didn't. I never, I never knew that. That's new on me that he, he just, he scared her on purpose. So... He could get a real reaction out of her. Yeah. Savini was like, before things are, hey, she can't tell his eyes are really open. 
and that he can see through them. <laughs> wow, that's fucked up. Wow, that's a great film. Holy shit, I haven't seen this in a long time. Thank you for this suggestion. Yeah, this is like, yeah, this is one of the best. Man, yeah. yeah. Holy shit. So I'm going to have to keep this one in my rotation now. I used to have graduation day. And this is one of those that don't want to say, like, they say, you know, this is on my, uh, I've seen all the basic slashers. Do you have any obscure ones to recommend? First thing come out of my mouth. Oh, have you seen The Prowler? No. Mm. And it's only 90 minutes. 89 minutes, yeah, I'm looking at it now. 1981. I mean, this one didn't Holy fuck shit. around. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Like I said, now, I bought it originally. If you want watch uh, My Happy Birthday to Me, why Why do people like that <laughs> motherfucking movie? I don't know. Probably because it's my happy ber- uh, happy birthday to me. <laughs> you yeah. know, they can you use know, it on their you, birthday. Do you remember how long that motherfucker is? Yeah. Two hours. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, it drags. Minutes. And it drags. It's not a lot going on there. And there's only five. And remember, it says five of the most weirdest murders you'll ever see. And yes, yes. how many fucking deaths they are in this mo- that movie? Only five in two fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's another one that I remember seeing going, all right. Okay, that's a knockoff of every other slasher film and not done well. <laughs> the one that pissed me off the most is that. another one that people like, and that's April Fool's Day. See, that one, I think the only reason I like that is because the lead actress looked really cute. Yeah. I remember when I saw it back in the day, I was like, ooh, she's pretty. And then I watched it, I was like, she ain't that pretty. I mean, she's still attractive, but I was just like, yeah, this movie's boring as fuck. I <laughs> you know? Uh, who's the actor? When I first watched it with them two guys, I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? What do you mean? <laughs> no one got fucking killed. How can you have a fucking slasher film when no one gets fucking slashed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who's that actress? I forgot. She. I just remember she, I like, um. Amy Steele. Only had a. Huh? Yeah, it was Amy Steele's other slasher film. Oh, okay. Okay, she was in two of them. All right, that's what it was. Yeah, I just remember I was like, she's really cute. Mm. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the film. My disc just went that's off. That's one of the weird things about Tom is that he always videotaped the kills so he could go back and look at it and see if it worked. That's why his stuff doesn't look that good. Well, it looks that good. Yeah. No, yeah, and plus his uh, days in Vietnam, he always tells that story. If it doesn't give him the same re- same feeling as what he saw in Vietnam, he doesn't like it. So, as he said, he saw anatomically correct gore when he was in Vietnam, seeing people yeah. getting blown away and shit. So he says if his effects don't give him that feeling, then he failed. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, the burning—that's one that's good. 
But it's only love that, because of one fucking sequence. <laughs> Is it the hooker at the top of the stairs? You coming no, up? Because I'm going in. <laughs> yeah. That always cracks the me up the way she said that. Oh, okay. Yeah, the raft. Yeah. Yeah, we're, that, that was a great, great. Um, sequence of splatter right there. Yeah. Now, my favorite splatter slasher film would have to be a little old film out of Texas. The Mutilator. Hmm. Uh, oh, come it? on, The Mutilator's good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the supermarket one? What? Is that the supermarket one? No, the mutilator's the one about the guy in Texas who accidentally blows his mother's head off as a kid while cleaning his dad's gun, so his dad goes insane and tries to kill him and his friends when they're adults at his house, closing it up for the fall. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, you need to do that. And All right, we that's need to do Blood Lake. We will do Blood Lake. I'll find some way to... If you can watch YouTube, you, we can do it, but Blood Lake. Yeah. I'm just, Actually, that's on my I list mean, of DVDs I can order. Any slasher films like, don't kill me, I'm just a gardener. That's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. That's a shot and on video, right? Of water skiing. Yeah, that's the shot on video one, right? <laughs> yeah. That's up there with, like, Cannibal Camp, camp Out. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And, of course, the great video violence one or two, which is actually good. That's the scary part. I have they're one. Actually... I never saw two. Oh, they're good. I've got the basement set that has uh, the basement, uh, Cannibal Camp Out, and video violence one and two. And the basement on yeah. VHS. Yeah, see, I have a giant clamshell VHS with the um, DVD in it. So, yeah. and I got a picture with the director. I got a, uh, I, I didn't even know who it was at the time. I was like, I saw him at um, Forbidden Planet in New York City, and I was like, oh, what's all this stuff? And I'm like, oh, Video Violence. I know that movie. Oh, hey, you made this? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. They took a Polaroid picture of us together. <laughs> And yeah. I think he is still surprised to this day that people actually fucking like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you seen it? <laughs> it's actually funny, you actually though. Watch this? Yeah, no, it is. It's a classic. It's it's a classic straight-to-video gore flick. And it actually looks <laughs> good gore. for some of that. The reason why most of us watch crappy prints on VHS is because the people that made the videotapes use crappy, well-shown prints of it. Yeah. I had Bill Lustig on a show once, and he bitched about that, how Vestron uh, Video ruined uh, Vigilante because they... Uh, took a crappy, real, uh, uh, almost turned pink print of uh, Vigilante and put it on VHS. And by the time oh. he was shipping his good prints out, no one wanted to buy it because of the shitty prints. Mm. 
Yeah, I've seen prints like that in the past um, on VHS. Like, I rent a movie, and it's like, I don't, I don't see anything. You know, it's, like, it's so dark I've, and grainy I've, and fucking. I've seen a DVD of uh, Bay of Blood and Twitching Death Nerve. That is so dark that I don't even call it video. I call it radio. <laughs> I had um a copy of Street Trash like that. I popped it in and it was brown. It was literally brown. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, you have that? <laughs> Why is it yeah, you got Street Trash. Yeah, I have Street Trash. Yeah, love that. Yeah, we'll have to do that sometime with the director's cut. Oh fuck yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, I got the snaps uh, Blu-ray. Oh, I think I have the same thing. Oh no, I have the um v- the um DVD still. I have the um double disc still. <laughs> you, I've got the Blu-ray that has like the three-hour documentary. Yeah, the documentaries. Uh, yes, my DVD. It's the film, and then the um other DVD is the documentary because it's three fucking hours long. Yeah. <laughs> I have the Blu-ray, the we have which has the DVD, the documentary, and the second documentary where they uh, found the girl that played the pedophile in it. Oh, shit. All right, I got to pick up that. Which DVD is that? I got to get that A one. Blu-ray. Snaps? It's the Blu-ray. Snap Video Blu-ray of it. All right, I got I to gotta find that. <laughs> yeah, it's got Finding Jane Arakawa on it. Yeah, like I own Fear No Evil, but I ordered I just ordered the Blu-ray this week because it's got new features on it that my other one doesn't have. So, <laughs> I yeah, I'm one of those phone collectors. It it's, like, it's just sad they can't find. Well, we'll get into it more in the movie. It's just sad they couldn't find any of the lost. Uh, yeah. Two hours of that movie. Oh, for Fear No Evil, yeah. No, twenty minutes. Yeah, the lost twenty minutes of that movie. Because yes. uh, he said there was a print that had his score and his cut of it. Yeah, and they and we'll get into that when we do the film when we do when we finally do yeah. Fear No Evil. But Amazon Prime had to fuck you, so. Oh God, yeah. Well, my internet. That's why. I, yeah, that's why I argue with my friends who are like, "You still buy hard copies?" Yeah. So I don't have those problems. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never have to say, oh, I can't watch this movie because they removed it from my uh, streaming. You know? Streaming nope, is a lot I got better with people were shitting it because I got to watch uh, Joe Bob last night and he showed Maniac. Yeah. Well, no, it's cool for that, but I'm talking about, like, I'm a, I want to own a copy of the film. I don't want to depend on a yeah. network oh, always have to provide syndrome. it. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I have friends that are like, oh, well, I don't I own any DVDs on that anymore. And something I want, which is Drive-In Delirium 570's Action Fest. It's like yeah. three yeah. hours plus of 70s action movie trailers. <laughs> no, but I have friends that had completely given up their discs and got rid of them because they do nothing but streaming now. And I'm no, like, yeah, so I what if those... never do that. Yeah, why would you? you what what you if they pull? Streaming is great, yeah, but you go in there and like, oh, so and so took that off. Oh, I wanted to watch it now. Yeah, so. <laughs> Damn it. Well, that's people that, that, that are casual. You know, they don't, they're not like obsessed with watching films or owning them or 
into a particular thing. They're like, yeah. well, yeah, I saw a horror movie. I saw Friday the 13th. That was great, you know, when I threw that guy in the back of the pickup. That's the remake. Oh, whatever, you know. <laughs> it's those people. Streaming is for those people. Yeah. But, yeah, it was nice watching Joe. It's nice seeing Joe Bob back. Even yeah, though I the second him. movie showed last night was Heather's, and I was like, oh, fuck, boom, turn it off. <laughs> well, that's like the TNT days, you know, where he, where he showed whatever. <laughs> Heather's isn't terrible. I liked it. <laughs> I know, but I'd rather watch Massacre at Central High, which is not on streaming, motherfuckers, but I got a DVD of it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. is Which one's that? Is that the guy doing the experiments in the lab and turns into a monster? No, that's the one that has the same plot of Heather's except it turns into a political analogy. <laughs> got it. Okay, okay. I think I'm thinking of Heather's horror high. completely hot. ripped it off. Plot note for plot nah. note. What happens is this guy comes in the there and the guys that run the school end up crushing his legs under his car. So he comes back and violently murders them. And then all the people oh. in the school try to take over the school. You And he decides, oh, I got to kill every one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I think it's Horror High is the one with the geek that gets picked on. And his la- his favorite lab animal like dies or something like that. Yeah, it's Austin Stoker. Yeah, and then he fucking like gets revenge on everyone because he mutates into this like yeah, creature after the, his formula. That's the teacher's hand off with a paper cutter. <laughs> yeah, I actually had that one on DVD. <laughs> it's in yeah. a compilation of a bunch of other fucking flicks that no one ever watches except me. Yeah. <laughs> I always love those DVD sets. Those are the ones I miss one most, those fucking giant boxes I have, like 80 or so different films, 78 shitty ones, and two ones that you want. Yeah, no, I actually got this box set because it has the um, 60s uh, version, this 1960s film, It's Alive. Everyone knows It's Alive, the little mutant baby things. The one I've always been after is It's Alive, where it's a giant monster in the fucking cave. Do you remember that one? Larry Buchanan's AIP TV movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those. It's Alive, Mars Needs Women. Yeah. Um, What is it? Uh, Revenge of the Vampire? No, Grave of the Vampire. Remember Grave of the Vampire? (laughs) The vampire rapes a woman. That's a fucked up movie. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen that, go on YouTube and watch that motherfucker. It's great. Yeah, literally gets out of her grave and rapes a woman in the coffin. It's like, what the fuck kind of movie am I watching? Yeah, I'm like, what the awesome. fuck is this? And it gets weirder. Yeah, no, it's definitely, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but that movie's fucking sick. But yeah, no, it's a lot of great because I remember. Uh, well, you met him. Uh, Who? Uh, damn it! Well, you know, he was on my show the other night. Oh, Carl. Carl. Yeah, <laughs> your friend he went Carl. To yeah. <laughs> one year, and he's like that, and then he seen like the poster. It was like they're twenty bucks, but it was the poster for Grave of the Vampire. And he bought that one without oh, blinking. 
Yeah, I would too. <laughs> it's a classic. I know of one other guy that knows that film that I work with. I mentioned to him. He's like, oh, that movie's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, now you know too. Yeah, now I know too. Three people, you, Carl, and uh, <laughs> my friend Derek. Yeah. He saw it. <laughs> yeah, Michael Pataki and William Smith. Yeah. But no, I wanted to talk about um, It's Alive real quick because it's like that monster in that movie, I remember in the old famous Monsters of Filmland magazine, you could buy the plastic monster kits to make a, a mask. It used to be just a hard, because I ordered one from the famous monsters, and it came with these two big white things that were the eyes and had the teeth, and it was the same creature from the original It's Alive the Creature in the Cave movie. Did you ever see that one? Oh, nice. Yeah, I've got it on the set. It's, uh, oh, okay. it's, it's, uh, uh, Echo Bridge's, uh, 50s sci-fi classics. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine's is like the, just like a monster collection. It has yeah. Gamera on the uh, cover. It's got a bunch of Gamera Yeah, it's films. the same one. It got oh, okay. pulled because it had the original English dub of Gamera on it, so that one's pretty hard to find nowadays. Oh, really? Shit. Because I got that on yeah. a couple different um, collection discs. All right. Well, shit. <laughs> I'm glad I got it when I did. Cause it's got yeah, a lot of great it's one of those, uh, well, when they first gave, came out, Echo Bridge is one of those, don't give a fuck, we're putting whatever fucking movie we want on the set. If they want to try to chase us down, good. Yeah. And then they start getting we'll, we'll a big contract and they're like, oh, we got to pull all this illegal shit out of there. Yeah, just looking real quick. Yeah, it's got um, Indestructible Man, She-Beast, The Screaming Skull, Curse of the Headless Horseman, Voodoo, Black Exorcist, which is a great fucking movie. Oh, Screaming Skull is a good one, too. Yeah, I have a couple discs of that. Night of the Blood Beast, Beast from Haunted Cave. Hard as a Spider Island, It's Alive, Monsteroid. Do you remember that one? It's like the Lock yeah. Monster ripoff film from, like, yeah. Spain or some shit. Yeah. Um, what else? Killers from Space, Monster from the Prehistoric Planet. Here we go. Destroy All Monsters, Attack of the Monsters, Sound of Horror. That one's a weird one. That one's good. That's the, just... one, that's the Mexican horror film with the invisible uh, dinosaur yes. that keeps attacking them. Yes, that, it's and that that's one. creepy as hell. Especially once they yeah, start putting axes and stuff, and it starts to get more damage, and you just see these axes floating around and stuff. It's like, what the fuck? You know, that's a that's a really good one. That's a missing one. Uh, Monster Walks, Revolt of the Zombies, which is on like every fucking collection disc you can find. Yeah. Bride of the Gorilla, Snow Creature, Beast of the Yellow Knight. Uh, hold on, it's got a lot. Giant Gila Monster, which is another one that's on every collection. Attack of the Giant Leeches, same thing. Beast of Yucca Flats. Creature from the Haunted Scene. Ega, that's a classic. Nosferatu, surprisingly, uh, the original. Phantom of the Opera, Little Shop of Horrors, Gamera the Invincible, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Like, they literally just ripped everyone off. Yeah. Snake Women, that's a good one. Snake People, Rattlers, Moon of the Wolf. I have a couple copies of that one for some reason. Fury of the Wolf, man. Always got to love that. Some fucking Paul Nashie action. 
Alien Prey, Alien Factor. Now this is a good one. Alien Contamination. That's that's a classic fucking. Uh, yeah, Italian. that's the one with the eggs that make your face blow up. Yeah, that one's a good one. Mutant. You remember that one with uh, Hauser? Oh God, yeah. And, um, that's the one we're going to have yeah. to do because if you watched uh, yeah, we, Up All Night, if you had USA in the early '80s, and you haven't yeah. seen either A the Children or B Mutant, then you didn't have fucking USA. In the early 80s. Yeah. No, yeah, and I remember um, it was Commander USA. Remember him? Hey, yeah. Oh, lefty. <laughs> you take out cigars, you're all lefty on his head. Commander USA. Yeah. I remember he did a he did the, the the children, which is a great film. If you ever find that one, and um, yeah, Mutant. Mutant was like a staple movie in uh, on a uh, USA Network. That was oh, like every other weekend. You see it maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they constantly rotated those two, the children and a uh, mutant. But yeah, we should do mutant. That's a good one. That one's yeah, like, expensive children. now. We should actually do both of them, children and mutant. Yeah, I got the children. I think I've actually, so I, I know I got it on a PD set, but I think I actually got the trauma DVD of it. That's what I have is the trauma DVD. The old ass print. <laughs> yeah. The one where he says it was remastered too. and you're looking at the same old ratty ass print. Did you watch on public domain? <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember when I, I had it on VHS, like an old copy on VHS. And I remember, oh, Troma re-released it, remastered. And I popped it in, I'm like, wow, it looks exactly like my VHS. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Troma, Mutant. There's some great ones on there. I mean, there's a. Yeah. Uh, it sounds different than the one I got. Yeah, no, I actually looked at it. It's Mill Creek. Mine is the Mill Creek release. Yeah, that's the one I got. I got a Mill Creek. It's Mill Creek. Yeah, well, ours is slightly different then. <laughs> well, they did release two or three versions once they started to have to take out the ones to get them in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but I remember I bought it for one I'm film because it was like, I think I paid... Uh, da, da, da. Mm, the Grindhouse Experience 1 and 2, I love those. Mm. But yeah, pay five dollars for it, for all those films. And the Grindhouse you know, uh, yeah. Experience sets will cost you a pretty penny nowadays. Really? Shit. Yeah, here's well, those. Some of those are very rare. Uh, Women's Camp One One Nineteen, Tortured Angels, oh, Savage Man, Savage Beast, Raw Floors. Confessions of a teenage uh, police captain, the executioner <laughs> two, size and explosion, earthquake seven point nine, violent percept professionals, Frank and Tony, Kung Fu Punch of Death, <laughs> the children. That sounds hey. good. <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, we have to do those. Yeah. 
I think my mutant, because I have mutant on another disc, and my problem is every time I find mutant, it's a sh- really shitty copy. Like, I, there, yeah, there's no, like, that, remastered disc out there. Even the legit Elite DVD, which will cost you a decent penny nowadays, is a shit print. Oh, it is? Because I was going to order it. It's like $30, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to order it, so don't even bother because it's, like, shitty still. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like every copy I had looks like it's ripped from a bad used uh, rental VHS. <laughs> you know, it's like um, Bob at the at Palmer Video fucking said, "Yeah, we're gonna throw this tape out because so many people rented it and it's all fucked up." You want it? <laughs> like, sure. That's what oh, every yeah. that's what every DVD. Yeah, that's like every, that's like every copy of Mutant that's out there. It's never been properly handled. I'm waiting for someone like Screen Factory, if you're listening, to grab that and remaster it. Hey, my Pure set. I forgot I had that one. Flesh Mill Creek set, damn it. Yeah, especially when you find them really cheap. They're worth it. Just grab them. Well, I got this for eight when they were doing a bag that has uh, uh, the Amazing Transparent Man, Anatomy of a Psycho, Blood Sabbath, Bloody Pit of Horror, which is good, Crucible of Horror, that's fucked up, Curse of Bigfoot, Death in the Shadow, Death Warmed Up, which finally has a good DVD, and if you get a chance to see that, you should. I actually have Curse of Bigfoot on a special edition bootleg DVD. <laughs> it yeah. has like a little making, like a like a two minute making of on it. Yeah. Oh, and it's even got one that's not on the set. Doctor Jekyll and the Werewolf. Oh shit! Is that a full Nazi? I know. I was like, like sad when that wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't answer the phone. The Devil's Nightmare, which is on pretty much every set. Yeah. The Dungeon of Harrow, the Eerie Midnight Horror Show, The Embalmer, Evil Brain from Outer Space, Fangs of the Living Dead, Frankenstein 1980. Hey! Nice. Grave of nice. the Vampire, Green Eyes, <laughs> Guru the Mad Monk, Hands of Steel, Horror Rises from the Tomb, The House by the Cemetery, that's been not on this set. Uh, yeah, and every version that it happened in Nightmare in Keep my grave open, <laughs> Manos, the hands of fate. <laughs> I have like eight copies of that. <laughs> Manster, Monstroid, say I got Monstroid too. Mutant, <laughs> hey, I found mutant, so we're good. My mom's yeah, a werewolf. We Tonight, Evelyn came out of the grave. I got a legit one of that. It so do I. Um, you got the uh, Arrow video. No, I've got the No Shame box set. It came with a little figure. Oh, no, I got the Arrow video where it's that and um, another film. Yeah, same set. And it comes with a book. The Migro, the, mine's the No Shame set, which I haven't pulled on there. I've probably got two tons of dust. Yeah. Uh, the No Shame, Emil, Emilio Miragiza. Killer Queen box set. It comes with a little statue of the Killer Queen herself from the Killer Queen Kills Seven. The Red Queen Kills 
seven times. Oh shit. Nope. Oh. Yeah, see, I think my um Night Evelyn came out of the grave. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Here it is, the Killer Dane set. Is that what you have? The Night Evelyn no, came out of the grave an and the Red one. Queen. Uh, for no shame, oh, okay. video went out of business. The Emilio Miraga Killer Queen box set. It, like I said, it comes with, I'll take a picture of it for you. It comes with the actual figure of the Red Queen herself. Holy shit. That's a collector. Yeah. Do you remember the, um, it was very limited, the cre- the Killer Creature Double Feature sets, They're put, the Hollywood Horror Collection, they're put out by Mandacy uh, Entertainment. Do you remember those? They were set up yeah. like um, double feature drive-in films. It would come with two films and a bunch of cartoons and shit. I know they tried that, but it seems like none of those really worked that well. <laughs> no, I have, um, let me just... Oh, I'm pulling out now. It's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine discs, and it's double features by Mandacy. I think the one you're talking about. Oh no, actually ten discs. Here's another one. I forgot. Ten discs. You're you're thinking of the drive-in disc um, put out by Elite, right? It was Screaming Skull, Elite, Giant Leeches, and I've got a couple of the Crown sets. And these are cool because you just pop them in and it starts off with like a drive-in theater screen and then it just like pulls back and there's the movie. It starts off with some trailers for other films and then it go and then in yeah. between the films it's like Who elite one sucked. I've got a couple of the ones that something weird video did, the uh, drive-in night in. Oh yeah. Those are good. I didn't I never I had them on VHS but I never got them on disc. Kick myself in the ass for not getting those. Oh yeah, I've got a lot of uh, something weird that's worth a shitload nowadays. It just amazes me. But, yeah, well, I, I actually think... grabbed the um. Hmm? Yeah, we're at ten minutes we... before top two minutes. Well, thank you oh. guys for listening, and next time we will be doing fear no evil. And we will be bringing you some of the best and worst of 80s horror. <laughs> as long as it's fun. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta have and fun. With that, good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>